Hey, everybody. Welcome to No One Told Me, where we believe hindsight is everything. My name is Callie, and let me tell you what makes your hindsight valuable. It's when you share it with someone else. It's when you look back on a season or on a moment, or maybe it's on a stretch of time that you're like, gosh, I wish someone would have told me that was coming, right? I wish someone would have given me a heads up. Well, that's what we're going to do for the people coming behind us. Today in particular, we're talking about community. The number one question, honestly, the number one question we get here at No One Told Me is how do I find community, which is honestly just the less vulnerable way of saying, how do I make friends? Because none of us really want to say that out loud, right? Like, how do I make friends? Because for a lot of our life, a big old chunk of it, our friendships are based on proximity, whoever we just happen to be around the most. But I feel like we all reach a point where we want it to feel a little more intentional, right? We want it to be more about, okay, you make me better and I make you better. So how do we get those people in our lives? Whether it's we're moving to a new city, we're starting a new job, we're entering a new season, maybe we're getting married or we're having our first baby. We want people around us to walk through that season with us. So how do we find them? And it not be weird. Because spoiler alert, it's almost always weird. Seriously. When you're trying to figure out, like, do we even like each other? It's weird. Okay, so just take comfort in that. You're not the only one who feels weird about it. We talk about that today with my friend, Emily Stukesberry. So here's the deal. Emily actually gets to run the account on Instagram, New to Knox. And the very reason that started is because Emily found herself asking, how do I find community? How do I find people? She just moved to a new city. She's trying to figure out where she belongs, where she, where she wants to find her people, and will she even stay in this city if she doesn't? Big questions that a lot of you have actually asked yourself. So if you've ever found yourself in that situation, this episode is for you. So here's what I hope you get out of it. Number one, you're not alone. Whatever you're feeling right now, whatever you're walking through, when it comes to finding your people, if you already have your people, how do you keep growing that community? You're not alone and just trying to figure it out. And number two, I hope you love Knoxville more if you're from Knoxville or if you just moved to Knoxville. And I hope it makes you brave if you're in another city. Makes you brave to step out and try a little harder or try for the first time. I'm so grateful you're here. I cannot wait to hear what you think. Once I get going, Emily, I just get so excited. I tried to podcast for a hot minute. Yeah. I'm an Enneagram 7, <gasps> if you know So you've Enneagram. tried everything. I have, yeah. You have tried all the and things. It is handy that my husband is into all things audio and yes. tech and things, because I was able to do it with no overhead cost. But I boldly was like, this is what I'm going to do now. This I, is who I, I, I am. Like four I, or five I am episodes, Emily, and I the like, podcaster. I hope you all enjoyed it. I will never do that again. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed the one and only season. What'd yeah. you call it? I called it things millennials like, which is a great name. I, I mean, somebody else needs to take it. That is so great. I might take it. We might yeah. relaunch take with it. that. It's cute. I made a little graphic. I was very into it. And then I stopped being into it. <laughs> and then like most sevens decided, I don't care about this yeah, anymore. Uh -huh, uh -huh. What were your first few episodes about? Um, I just interviewed some of my friends. So what was one was on sustainable living. She like lives on a farm in South Knoxville. Um, one was dogs. My friend was launching like a dog app. It's so specific. Uh -huh. Dogs. Dog. But you, just... Have you heard of dog? <laughs> I'd like to introduce something to you. <laughs> um, what else did we do? 
water. <laughs> like we were talking about all that hydration. I just picked like my friends who were clearly obsessed with things. You look at their Instagram yes. stories and you're like, you are talking a lot about this large water bottle you got. I'm going to talk jug. to you about this. Yeah. Do you remember this portion of the pandemic when everyone started carrying around these huge jugs? They ordered I them off did Amazon. It. Did yeah. you do it? Too? Uh-huh. Oh, of course you did. That makes sense. That's, <laughs> I don't know why I'm surprised. That's very on brand so far in this conversation. Um, no, there's a guy who I started, I was in a, a small group with and I didn't know him but he lives in Forthingale. And I was like, I stole your neighborhood during the pandemic because I, we didn't have outdoor oh. space. We're in an apartment downtown. And so I was like, I just walked around your neighborhood all the time. I love that neighborhood. I love that neighborhood. It is so cute. Well, he goes, no, I know you. And I was like, why? He's like, I've s- literally seen you walking our neighborhood and you have a ginormous water bottle. That's it's how in I a wheelbarrow you. in front of you. I know. And I was like, oh, that's so embarrassing. I thought I was like incognito. But no, the whole neighborhood's like, who is this rando girl with this gallon bright pink water bottle? Is she watering flowers? <laughs> is she just super hydrated? Did you always drink it? Did you finish it most days? Uh, I I go through phases. I'll do it for like a whole week, and then I'll I won't drink any of it, and I'll feel bad about wasting water, and then I won't do it for a week. Okay, so I've been back I feel and bad about wasting water. Like if my husband does not finish a cup of filtered water, I use it to like water the plants, mm-hmm. or I use mm-hmm. it to you know fill up the oil diffuser. That's good though, you know, because yeah. I feel so guilty of like I just don't want to dump this down the sink. There are a lot of people who want water. I I get it. You're not I, wrong. I know. I think that's very justified. So you moved to Knoxville about seven years ago. And for those of you who don't know, um, which if you read the intro of this episode, which I don't know how many people actually read, you know what I'm saying? Like, (laughs) you're very much if you're pushing play on this, you're here to listen. You're not so much here to like read the full description, Mm -hmm. uh, because your girl can get very wordy in her descriptions. (laughs) Uh, But if you didn't read that, Emily launched, um, and we'll get into all this new to Knox uh, a couple years ago. But it speaks to this desire to build things that you moved to Mm -hmm. Knoxville. Where did you move from? I moved from Austin, Texas. Okay. Uh, I went to college in Austin. Mo- most of my family was at the time in Houston. Everyone scattered just the last like year or two. But I actually grew up in Michigan. So I've just hung out right in the middle of the country, <laughs> up and down. And now I've How did you end team. up in school in Texas? So was that hard? My family moved to Houston. Okay. Uh, when I was like 14. And then I went from Houston to Austin. Okay. So I, I didn't cross it wasn't too far. the nation just yes. to go to college. When I was little, I really, really wanted to move to Texas because I had family there and I just loved it. And then my family was like, good news, we're moving to Texas. And I was like, hard pass. I can't believe you're doing this <laughs> Why are to you me. doing this to me now? Uh, yeah. So it was a journey. I love Austin. Yeah. I love with all my heart. But I graduated from college and I basically was like, if I do not leave right now where life is like clearly crossroads. Mm-hmm jump into something, I will die here because I am obsessed with it. Yes. So the way my program worked, you had to have an internship post-graduation. So I was like, great, one year off on an adventure, I'll move immediately back to Texas or I don't know, Paris. Who knows Which feels right. You know, I've always thought about just a year somewhere Mm -hmm. else. That Mm -hmm. feels more um, digestible yep. than like, Hey, you're just going to go for an unknown amount of time. Low it feels, pressure. Yes. Like yep. if it's the worst, it's the worst. But yeah, I moved right after college to Knoxville for an internship at the church that I still work at. Actually. Did you meet your husband here? I did, okay. but I only met him. I'd lived here like five years by the time I'm that can't be right. Math wise. I said seven. Oh, we've been married three years. So, uh, I probably met him 
four years after I moved here. Yeah. That was quick math. I just, I wanted to help you, but I was like, no, I'm going to let her, I'm going to let her do this. I want her to feel the success of getting to the, to the result. Look into that. (laughs) I just, no one count. Okay. That's all we're asking of you. It's just don't, just don't count. Just living my life. (laughs) So you met him here, got married and Mm -hmm. you're kind of like, this is where I'm going to stick around. Yeah. I don't know. When I first moved, I loved it for like two or three months and then I got real bored and lonely And then when my internship was coming to a close, my program director said, you don't have to be 100% sure you're supposed to stay if you're even 60%. And I didn't have any other jobs lined up. Like I didn't have any other plans. So I was like, I guess I'm 60% sure. And I just stayed. And that year was equally hard as the first Mm -hmm. one. And I was like, what is happening? And then after that, um, Nudenok started, you just start making friends that, that are more intentional because yeah. I was keeping everybody at an arm's length for sure because I wasn't going to stay I was gonna here. I say because you had no plans to stick yeah. around so it's really hard to want to invest. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So it, it took a, a handful of years to finally be like okay Knoxville's cool. Also Knoxville got cooler. I will. Knoxville has really picked up its game to the point where I'm like people stop moving here you know because like I really like we're at a good population mm-hmm. cost of living's really mm-hmm. nice right now i'm gonna need no one else it to is come. A, it is a delicate balance it, is it not like i mean look at nashville uh-huh. Nashville's i don't want a that. mess listen i love you people who are in nashville i don't like coming to nashville let well, me be clear and that's i mean austin is the same story so like i have so many friends who like can't live in austin proper anymore mm-hmm. and have moved out to the suburbs i'm like i don't want knoxville to be mm-hmm. unattainable you said that those first couple years were hard mm-hmm. what do you think made them so hard Oh, a myriad of reasons. I think the same lesson I learned at like 10 years old, 15 years old, it's all about identity, right? Mm-hmm. You all, you hear it all through your life. Like, where's your identity? I was social butterfly. Mm-hmm. Always had a group of friends around. I'm the middle child. I literally have not spent a moment alone until I moved to Knoxville, Tennessee. Mm-hmm. And I even looked for a roommate then, but then I was like, eh, it could be murderer. <laughs> So I decided I don't know if I want to go down like that. <laughs> yeah. You know, um, the slight fear of being murdered ended up trumping <laughs> uh, me wanting a roommate. So I had to relearn who I was completely because mm-hmm. making friends had never been difficult. I had never struggled social. I mean, it just it yeah. was just an easy little ride through life. And then I moved here and I tried like mm-hmm. I was having coffee dates like it was my job, trying to connect with people, getting exhausted and then not trying to connect That's with people. That's what I was going to say. Is that not exhausting? It You're like, exhausting. I'm just tired of trying. I know? started running. I went to running groups weekly and then I made friends there. And you know what they like to do for fun? Run. Oh, no. I was really Everything. hoping for another answer. It was like, we can have, let's like go to the river and float. But first, let's run. And I was like, no, no, just I'm going to the second part. Could, you go run. I'll meet you there. I could not hang. Yeah. Like, I was like, this is I'm glad I, you're nice to me. <laughs> it felt right. I don't think I can do it. I don't think I can do it. Um. So, yeah, I think making friends as an adult is just hard. Yep. And that was my particular story. But what I've learned in all of my many, many conversations with people who are looking for community at this point it, the stories that look different, but 
everyone struggles to make friends as an adult. It doesn't matter how social you are. It doesn't matter. I mean, I feel like I could sit and talk to this wall behind us for probably 15 (laughs) to 20 minutes and have a great, and feel very good about the conversation, Mm -hmm. right? But even for me, the anxiety is there of like, it's not even always moving to a new city. It can be a new season. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, you're getting out of college and your friends that were there by proximity, you know, they're moving to Nashville or they're Mm -hmm. moving to wherever their jobs are going to be. And you're all entering these new seasons and you find yourself a little lonely, even in those seasons. Absolutely. Okay, so do you put yourself out there? But I always have friends, so I shouldn't have to try to have friends. You know, like you at some point have to get to the point where you're like, a lot of your friendships have been based on proximity. Absolutely. A lot of your friendships have just been based on who's around you in your classes, you know, in your your roommates, all of that stuff. And then you enter this new season. You're like, wait a second. I have to try. I have to Mm -hmm. try now. What is that? Well, and and I think everyone's also tired, right? So you're like, I don't want to spend time hanging out with someone that doesn't actually fill me up or make me excited, right? So even the hard work of making friends, whereas in school, you just show up and go to class. Mm -hmm. That's what I said. I was going to coffee date after coffee date. And you're like, well, I feel like I'm dating Knoxville. it, It felt hard every time and you just want those people who are easy right you want to go straight to the part where you just like walk in someone's house sit down on their couch open their fridge and turn a show on and you don't even have to talk amen you know like you just want to get to that point (laughs) uh, without all the hard work of are we even compatible as friends Mm -hmm. like are we going to annoy each other have and it takes a long time to Mm -hmm. figure out every layer of someone Mm -hmm. else it is it's so stinking hard so you moved to knoxville you have a couple years that are just like who am I? Who are my people? <laughs> What's going on here? Mm-hmm. Right? Like, get me back to Austin. Um, but then you kind of found your rhythm, mm-hmm. I would guess, because you're still here. Yeah. So yeah. what did that look like? And then how did that feed into, you know, new to Knox, which is a handle on Instagram, but it's so much more than that. Um, it has grown into a community. So kind of tell us the evolution of what that looked like. They're uh, aggressively intertwined, I think, um, because I ended up getting a roommate because I can't be alone, apparently. Um, (laughs) I am the really annoying combination of extrovert and introvert and not self-aware enough to know who I'm going to be that day. So it's fun for everybody else to figure out if I'm going to be needy or distant. Okay. Uh, But my roommate at the time, we were... um, training for the Knoxville half marathon. Cause that's still what, cause that was, was just the season community. you were in. <laughs> <laughs> and we were spending so much time together, just talking. There's literally nothing else to do. And I was just sharing that I was not happy. I was getting happier, but also just like, I'm just kind of lonely. I don't know. I think maybe my time here is coming up and I might start looking for jobs closer to my, uh, my, community like what I considered like family and and friends back in Texas and she was like absolutely not one Knoxville awesome she went to UT and like mm-hmm. drank the Kool-Aid love Knoxville two she was like if you are having problems making friends everyone's having problems making friends because you are relatively normal and relatively extroverted so that is the very small little conversation that started it we had a party at beard and beer market we were just like hey if anybody wants to come internet come and people came we were like okay so this is something that could happen people want people want 
Um, I started actively finding things in Knoxville that were fun and Mm -hmm. were cool that I was excited about because I wanted to have content. Mm -hmm. And so that's why I say they're so intertwined because I just started looking for things in Knoxville that I loved so that I could post about things in Knoxville that I loved. As you start getting to know the people who are doing things Mm -hmm. and starting businesses and planning events, like it's a city Mm -hmm. full of people who love their city. Yes. Getting to know the stories and and actively Mm -hmm. exploring and finding things I loved made me love Knoxville and I think made new to Knox continue to grow because it was coming from a very authentic place. Yeah. Like I'm new. I don't know what to do. I'm going to do my best. And now hopefully I'm actually a helpful resource because I feel like I know a little yeah. bit more. <laughs> well, that's what I was going to say is you are also doing it on behalf of all the people who are going to come behind you. Right. So like all the people who are feeling what you were feeling in that season and all the people who would move to Knoxville and be like, I am on my own here. Mm-hmm. How do I figure this out? What advice do you have for anyone that just feels like they're starting over? Because you tried, you yeah. know, like that, I think is one of the most important parts of that whole story was you were trying. Um, and I, I have made the mistake of telling people, well, like you have to put yourself out there and you're like, I was literally <laughs> putting myself out there every day. Mm-hmm. Right. So mm-hmm. for people who are moving to a new city or for people who are sitting right now, listening and thinking, Oh my gosh, like I feel exactly what she's describing of it is exhausting. What's some of your advice to them now that you look back? I, th- I mean, putting yourself out there is not bad advice. I think that's where it starts. Mm-hmm. It's so isolating to feel you're new in a city or you're new in a season and you feel so lonely. But the science backs me up. The stats back me up. Everyone is feeling that way or has felt that way, or will feel that way. There's like a wacky statistic out there that something like the vast majority of Americans don't even have three people they feel like they can be themselves with. Mm -hmm. So to walk up to someone and be like, do you want to hang out? Feels horrible. But it's there so is a, vulnerable. Oh, it's, oh it's, yeah. I mean, uh, even thinking about it makes me uncomfortable. But the the reality is that person probably is either stoked that you're doing that mm-hmm. or at least gets it. Mm-hmm. However, on top of that, probably walking up to a stranger is not the best way to go. About it. You know, like let's try <laughs> let, let's try a baby step first. Yeah. That's a yeah. big that's um, a <laughs> So honestly, the other things I would say, which is I, I was too proud to pay for friends, Yep, pay for friends, Yeah, do meetups, do, I mean, hopefully there's other things like new to Knox out there. That's why we started our small groups because yeah. we're like groups of people come hang. Yeah. Church small groups. If, mm-hmm. if your church has a healthy small group culture, find that church because mm-hmm. that'll go a long way. If you like to run, mm, they're actually very sweet people. I mean, yeah. like I was instantly swept up yeah. and loved by that community. I just literally cannot stand running. It is a horrible How long combo. Did you run the half marathon? I did. I ran the half marathon. That was kind of like my last hurrah. Yeah. Yeah. Like I'm going to mm-hmm. do this one thing that I committed to and that's, and that's it. Yeah. I had a, I had a friend who she did the running groups and stuff. She actually had an Excel spreadsheet Monday through Sunday where she put the activity that she was going to do that day or or like a list of options to force herself to get out of her apartment and meet people yeah. when she was new to Knoxville. She would go to a couple of the same tap rooms. She liked soccer. She'd watch soccer and then start conversations with 
the people around her. She would go to the running groups. She had a couple other things that she would just put herself out there and go. Knoxville is a small enough city. She started seeing the same people in some of these places. I met her. Yeah. Um, my roommate, we all loved her. And so her Excel spreadsheet, she's still one of my closest friends. Like I love that's how, it worked. how structured that is because that's, I mean, that's what you want to ask is how do I do this in a not weird way? Like, how am I not just walking up to someone downtown in Market Square being like, hey, you looking for a friend? Because I see you're down here by yourself. Mm-hmm. I'm by myself. Mm-hmm. And it's also just, it's like you said, people want that. But how are you doing it in a not weird way? Yeah, I would say the easiest way to do it is to join a new to knock small group. Yeah. Or the equivalent. Yeah. Because then you know, without a shadow of the doubt, the people there like the thing you're doing, whether it's hiking or drinking coffee. I don't know. <laughs> um, music? Maybe they go to music. Um, but you know without a shadow of a doubt they're at least slightly interested in what's what you're gathering around and they are open to relationship mm-hmm. and and new to Knox is not everywhere but meetup you know um bumble bff is a thing uh, what is bumble bff oh my gosh i have what a friend is- I, i'm telling you I, I love this let's just talk about community all day long i have a friend who met a girl on bumble bff and literally was in her wedding a couple years ago Okay, is Bumble, like Bumble as in the dating app, yeah. but it's Bumble BFF of like how you find friends. Yes. Oh my gosh. Is that not the cutest thing? Do you know what heard? I tried one time? What? I pitched this idea of speed friending. Mm-hmm. So like not speed dating, but speed friending. And you, it's the same concept yeah. as speed dating, but you line everybody up at a table and then you line other people up. We've at done the other that side. in our small groups. Yes. <laughs> and you're just like, here are questions to talk yep. about. And then a timer and then you have to switch and then yep. you have to switch. But at what point did you get comfortable just showing up to places? But I know for you, you probably like it never bothered you to just roll out because your personality is one. Well, it did though. Yeah. Because it's, I'm now seven years out and it was probably just a couple years ago that I realized I wasn't actually alone mm-hmm. in those lonely feelings. Mm-hmm. In the midst of it, it was super isolating. I was meeting people at church or through running. I worked at a hair salon for a while. So I was still in my communities trying to like find my people. Will it always feel uncomfortable at first? You know, like, oh, absolutely. It just, I'm always curious because to me, I always think, well, I'll get to an age where this is just natural or where I just, you know, like I just show up and do it. But what seems to be the case is it never feels natural, Mm-mm. you know, to just like, not, you're not even forcing a friendship. That's not the one I'm thinking of, but it feels forced at first, yeah. almost always. Right. Yeah. So I feel like that's kind of a stigma that might be good to remove is like, Hey, this is never going to feel natural or right. normal. It's always rough at first. It's always rough. And also there's no recipe. It's not like, mm-hmm. okay, I'm going to go to this group and do this thing for three weeks. And the fourth week, I'll have a new best friend. Mm -hmm. Maybe you'll totally click and it will. And maybe you'll have to do that for six months before you find someone. And then it's another three more months before you actually feel comfortable with that person. But you can tell when you meet someone, you're like, I think that we could actually be friends. Yeah. Right. Like it might still be a little awkward, but you're like, that wasn't hard. Yeah. There were coffee dates I went on where I was like, did I forget how to talk? I'm, or like, oh my who gosh. did? <laughs> you know those moments when you're like, uh, and I will, I can't handle silence. Mm-hmm. I cannot. Like in the small groups that I get to lead, it is a running joke. But if I ask a question, if they just wait five seconds, they know I'm going <laughs> to fill it. Like I will answer the question if none of you are going to, right? I cannot handle silence. And there are moments that I'm like, 
oh my gosh, I'm so tired of hearing myself. I'm so tired of talking right now. Will you please contribute? Please uh-huh. give me something, anything. Same yes. Cloth. Yes. yes. <laughs> well, and that's, I just think that's so important for people who are listening, who are in it, find themselves trying to lean into community or find community. It's hard. The first few steps don't get easier. But what is your encouragement to those who just are like, well, if that's the case, then I'd just rather not try. If it's going to be this difficult, then I just, I just, it's not worth it to me. It's a thousand percent worth it. Mm -hmm. It is a thousand percent worth it. When you find people that you can explore with and make memories with Mm -hmm. and literally just sit on the couch and watch The Bachelor with, like that changes your life. I mean, it, it changes every day. Um, cause I, I remember being Knoxville, Tennessee, year one, walking around my block, just talking to my mother. Like we, our relationship thrived that yes. first year of <laughs> being in Knoxville. But the moment, okay, I moved in with my roommate. Okay. Now we have some shared memories. Mm-hmm. Okay. We met Excel spreadsheet friend. Okay, now we have a few more shared memories. Now we're going to a few more things. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't have gone to Rhythm and Blooms, the RIP music festival downtown. I, I wouldn't have gone by myself. I would at this point in my life, but at that point I wouldn't have. But my roommate really wanted to go. Mm-hmm. So we went. And that was one of the key moments where I was like, I can live here. Yeah. I can do this. I think a lot of it has to do with what you're talking about, these shared memories. Mm-hmm. And when you keep showing up with people and for people, you know, there's something called the onion theory that I learned about in school. And I was a communications major. And it's basically how when you first meet somebody, a lot of times you will forget their name because you are so quick to peel back the layers, right? Mm. Like you're trying to figure out, okay, what do we have in common? What do we have in common? And that's a lot of the reason why you will forget even what their name was because you were trying so hard to find connectors Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. points of compatibility. And so even in those, it takes so much time to peel back the layers. What we want to happen in like a couple hours takes months Mm -hmm. to get there. And so for the people who are trying, who are like, okay, I get it. How do you encourage them? Okay, keep doing these scary things and showing up because eventually you're going to find something. The eventually feels like the eventually is a hard word. Mm -hmm. The eventually is a hard word. What made you keep showing up and not just hightail it back to Austin where you knew you had people? I think that was the Holy Spirit, yeah. but it also wasn't like a, you're supposed to be a not Like a shining moment. Yes. Yeah, it wasn't, yep. it wasn't yep. ever like, wow, this is my destiny. It just felt like a subtle, I think this is still where I'm supposed to be. And yeah. I still feel that that's where I'm supposed to be. But I don't think that mine is a good recipe for friendship. Yeah. I think mine was a total fluke yep. of good <laughs> Good things coming together. You meet a handful of people. It was slow. I feel like yours was just like probabilities. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like you were literally I, doing I, I I will say most of them are transplants too. Yeah. The transplants find each other and you can commiserate to an extent. Yep. <laughs> and since starting Nudenox is when I we've almost guinea pigged all of our yeah. sweet Nudin us small group participants. But I think that we've figured out a good formula. Again, it all comes down to some degree of fate or whatever. Of, and effort. Yeah. I feel like that's what we keep coming back to yeah. is the trying part. Absolutely. Even in that, like when it feels miserable to try. But we, we try so hard to, it's a small group of people. It's not, mm-hmm. it's not 15 people. It's, we keep it under 10 more often than not. The last week we always say, Small group leaders will set you up and then we're out because we want you to hang out without us Mm -hmm. and you 
have to plan your next hangout yeah. before you leave. The experiment has told us if you hang out one more time after group, you're probably going to hang out a bunch more times. So just push through all the awkward feelings you're feeling. We're all feeling it. We're all feeling the the excitement, anticipation, but also like, oh, this could be mm-hmm. so weird and bad. But you're in a safe place where we're literally all feeling this way. And that's so comforting. That's it's the most so comforting, comforting part. It's like all of you all showing up. Not one of you are confident in showing up mm-hmm. right now, but you chose to show up anyway. I My favorite story, now that I'm far enough away from it, I, you know, those vulnerable things, you're like, I'm far I have to away. give it I can finally be vulnerable. Yes. <laughs> but there was one night I was in the laundromat and I was like, this is the best. What day is it? I need to do laundry here at this time because it's quiet. I have the best machines at my disposal. What day is it? It was Friday night. I was doing laundry alone and I was like, I can this never do this again. Like this. Okay. New rule. You're not going to the laundromat on Fridays, even though it's a tranquil piece of deliciousness. Even though it was so peaceful. It was so great. <laughs> um, but that's why I say, I'm like, hey, y'all, a lot of you are probably hanging out alone on Friday. Yeah. Text, you don't have to. Text everybody. See if somebody wants to go out. If you need your alone time, live your dreams. No pressure. But be the person to ask. Be Everyone's the person hoping. to ask. Everyone's exactly. hoping someone will ask. Absolutely. And that's so simple. And I just think we, uh, like with most things, the older I get, the more I'm like, why do we make everything so hard? Why did I make this so difficult? Why did I complicate it? Because even when people are like, I, I told you before we hit record, the number one question we get asked all the time, how do you, I want community as an adult? How do you make friends as an adult constantly? Mm-hmm. And I'm always like, well, did you try this? Did you try this? And none of it's just like all, none of it is as simple as go where people are. But also sometimes, especially as you get older in each season, I think you have friends for seasons. I think, yeah. you know, I think you do. And that doesn't mean you love them less. It just means that each season, I think that God will bring people into your life that you need for that season to Absolutely. walk with you. In that season. But when you look back on your seven years in Knoxville, on the move all the way up to here, is there just one thing that you're like, I wish I had figured this out sooner? I mean, we've talked so much about just, I wish that I had known that I was not alone. Yeah. That so many people were struggling with loneliness or just feeling isolated. And had I just been a little bit more forward, a little bit more forthcoming, I think that some of the relationships even that I have right now could have been faster, longer on a different wavelength. There are so many cool parts to the city. Mm -hmm. It's changed a lot. It's continuing to change. Just explore, do your own research, find places you think are cool. Don't be afraid to just go explore by yourself. Mm -hmm. Like be the cool, mysterious girl that people are like, wow, you look how independent she is. She can do anything. This is my dream scenario. It made me just, I can't wait. Okay. I was at Scruffy City Hall in yes. Market Square on their rooftop. It was, they, they do like jazz on it Tuesdays, is you know, in yeah. Market Square. Listening to jazz. I was reading my book. It was a very you cool took a book moment. And, oh, oh I knew I looked Straight cool. out of New York City. Absolutely. Right? Like I wanted to be chill about it, but I was like, you are. Are you all seeing are this? You are you in a you... poem right now? <laughs> like you're very cool. And are you all seeing this? I was walking to the parking garage and a girl runs up to me she was like you are so brave and bold to be up on that rooftop by yourself and I was like I can die happily right in this you know moment. what I am 
<laughs> I wish that's all you would have said. Yes, I am. Thank you Thank for you. noticing. You were the first to I say too, something. I too felt very cool up there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So. But all that to say, like, I mean, that was a great example. We could have been best friends had I, you know, jumped in. But uh don't be afraid to just explore on your own and obviously be safe, you know, be smart, but go get to know your city, whether it's Knoxville or wherever you're moving, there's gems everywhere yeah. and you can find them. Well, the city that you fall in love with, what are your top favorite places? That is an impossible question. I feel like <laughs> what are the places that someone moves here and they say, where should I go? What's the first place you tell them to go? That is never a thing that's ever happened because I never pick one thing. Um, <laughs> that is never a scenario that's accurate. But listen, let me tell you something. Never was the scenario of you sitting on a rooftop, reading a book, listening to jazz music, and someone thought you were incredible. <laughs> so we're we're breaking barriers. Okay, here's what I will say. I, I, I had a weekend with my sister last weekend. Okay. She's in Austin, Texas, which is, like I've said a million times, a very cool city. Okay, but first, and I asked this before and I forgot about it. Everyone talks about keep Austin weird, right? Mm-hmm. Is it weird? It's weird how? Getting significantly less weird. Okay. I think Austin has become a tech city. It's still lovely. It's still yes. absolutely rad. It is probably less weird than it used to be. Okay. Yeah. How When people said weird, what made it weird? There. Okay, there was one guy named, I think his name was Leslie, and he rode around on a bicycle in a oh tiny little what do you call a tiny Gosh, little? I'm on the edge of my seat right now. <laughs> like, I don't know, but I'm man interested. bikini. Oh, what do you call those? No. <laughs> oh no! What are those called? Why? Why can't uh, I think speedo. of speedo? Speedo. Ah. He would ride around on his bike in a speedo, and he was like, when when he passed away, the paper wrote a story about him. Like, can you imagine that being your legacy? <laughs> like that's that's the kind of people who are uplifted and just like we are here for it in Austin. That's just an example. I love but, that. But anyway, so your sister came in. Yeah, but I'm like high stakes. You know, yep. if she's in a cool city. So where did I take her? I took her to Foothills Parkway yes. to see the leaves. We hit up a couple breweries in North Knoxville. Yeah. I love the North Knoxville neighborhood. I think that that is the next up and coming part. Oh, Knoxville. absolutely. I, Honestly, Central Filling Station. Love Central Filling Station. The food truck park out there. Yes. Um, love that vibe. I've one time. Oh, girl, you need to go there. I know. That's what am I doing? kids, too. Because they have like a sand pit. Listen, and we like go to the Publix chop. and Target. What else do they... Emily, Honestly, what else do they need? Those were my next two <laughs> things on my list. Those are great. I don't know if you've been to the Publix down um, on campus yet, but it is nice. No, I do. I shop there a lot. Let's see. Oh, I took her to Keffy because have you been to Keffy? No. Okay. It's like date night. It is, it is not, you know, $10. It's supposed to be fancy. On the flip side, you will feel like you have been transported out of Knoxville, Tennessee Really? To a different where city. Is it? it is in the old city. Okay. The scary part of town, you know. The scary part where um, you're not supposed to go by yourself. <laughs> Carry your but mace. no, it is like Greek tapas. And when I tell you it is some of the best food I've ever had, she, in the land of the foodies, would not shut up about how good it was. We wowed her. We wowed her. Ah, There's flaming cheese. It. There's cocktail flights. There's, there is a shrimp dish called Garrity's that I salivate over just thinking on about the it. weekly oh, yeah my God. highly recommend christmas is coming up uh, shopping oh honestly i'm a huge i will just seek out every market yeah that's my favorite thing to do i probably go sh- shopping locally too often that i'm like oh, i already know it's here <laughs> like i'm there too often rala i love rala yes. i love jacks um, jacks is one of my favorite places to buy gifts yeah they have the best stuff for gifts like creative absolutely out of the box Really, there's a lot of gifts. good spa at home, like spa yes. type stuff too. So that's that's very 
easy gift. Have you used Boom. those things in the shower? I have. Oh, that they sell at Jack's. That like diffuse mm-hmm. in the shower. Excuse mm-hmm. me, mm-hmm. but I am a fancy lady. A to the yes, men. Absolutely. It's so good. But really, I just hit up all the markets. There's the farmer's market turns into a Christmas market. Yep. The Retropolitan Fair is coming to the Mill and Mine. Old City Market happens on the second Sunday of each month. And then there's going to be a million other ones, just like yes. tiny little holiday markets. I promise we'll keep you as updated as possible on newtonox.com because it's I so am stuff. going to market the crap out of this holiday season. Yes. I am trying so hard not to get anything online. One, because I am oh. not in charge of my own life and it will come late. Yeah. And then two, you know, shop local. I love the idea of shopping local. My husband does not mm. because I get my excuse always is we've got to support local businesses. What do you mean I can't buy this? What are you talking about? Mm-hmm. I just, but I love it all so much. Did you? I felt like a local hero throughout all of quarantine. Anytime I like got takeout. Yes. I was not, like, well, you are so welcome. I met, no joke. <laughs> I met with um, just a random series of events, ended up talking with the owners of Dead and Barbecue, right? On ah, Sutherland. Uh-huh. Okay. Talking with them. They're talking about, they pulled like their biggest numbers in the pandemic. And I was just short of being like, you're welcome because we ordered a lot from you all. (laughs) Tyler and I, I think that's my husband. We were personally invested in keeping open. Yes. You know what you say, who are your favorite spots? What actually comes out is like, who did I go to in the, in the pandemic? That is so true. Because I was like, if they close, they have to survive. Yes. And who are those? Basically all coffee. I mean, we were at Old City Java. We were yep. at K-Brew. Likewise, we, I, I got coffee out there. I the, love Likewise. I do too. I love Likewise. I had something there the other day that was, I didn't know what I was ordering. I'm one of those people that I will walk in and if it's a special on the board, I'm like, yeah, that's fine. We'll see what happens. <laughs> oh, absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Like they said, oh, the vibe of the day or something. Yes. I'm like, you know the vibe better than I, I do. Know. I just so walked in. I'm trusting you. If that's what I need to feel like, <laughs> sign me up. I'm in. Um, if you haven't had the guacamole at Taco Taco... We also very much tried to keep them open forever. During the summer collective, I ate there every night after the collective. I love it. Because that it was just around that. the corner, uh-huh. right? So I, from Vienna, which, how sad. I know, Vienna. <laughs> that makes me so sad. How sad. We don't even mention like deaths we don't on Nudanox. We, we only talk about good it. things. Like, we do not speak opening. of it. It made me so sad because it's such a great spot. I loved Vienna. I was there. I mean, I don't, I don't know how often I was actually there, but. To find a space that you mm-hmm. could meet anyone, anytime, yep. because they had regular food. I can't always drink 50 coffees in a day no. because I'm hopping. <laughs> yep. I got to go from right. place to place. You know what I've discovered? You won't, you won't be interested in this if you didn't like running. I'm now like, do you want to take a walk? Do you have- okay. I do like walks okay. way more okay. than runs. I'm like, yeah. do you want to take a walk? I will meet you for a walk. Have you read The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry? Per chance? No. That is an incredible book. Yeah. You should read that. But it's basically been like slow down. Yeah. And that's when I started taking people on walks yes. instead of coffee. It is now my favorite thing to do with mm-hmm. people is take mm-hmm. walks and just talk about whatever. You yeah, know, honestly, probably better than eating a sandwich, which is what I would do. I'd be like, okay, I don't want coffee. I'm going to go to Vienna and get a sandwich. Yes. Now I'll be even more inclined to go for a walk. And this is why I need to take my walks is because all y'all want to go eat all the time. <laughs> 
Okay. So I've got to take my walks. Uh, I get it. Okay. Yeah, but I am glad you brought that up. I know. Because they deserve it, they, they deserve needed a, a moment of remembrance mm-hmm. because I loved that yeah. place. But I did always went over to Taco Taco because their chips were great. Mm-hmm. They're incredible. Like They're so weird, but I what love that. Yes. I will tell you every time I went, it was the same hostess working mm-hmm. every time. And I tried so hard to make her my friend. Like <laughs> I was like making jokes. I was not oh one gosh. of them landed. Literally, I'm the kind of person that's like, and when I leave a place, I need I need to have made a new friend there. She was so cool. This hostess was so cool. Absolutely. Emily. She had pink hair. Mm-hmm. She had cool tattoos. They're all cool. They're all yeah. cool. So I was like, you are going to be my cool friend, mm-hmm. right? You, that's you. You're mm-hmm. going to do it. And so I would joke with her, I w- you know, whatever. Nothing. She gave me nothing, <laughs> Emily, ever. And she saw me for eight weeks straight. Yeah. And she gave me nothing. Literally, one of my friends finally was like, you have to stop. I, like, I get it, though. I There was a time... This was a pivotal moment in my Knoxville experience, probably year one and a half. I was like, I can no longer be personally offended that baristas in Knoxville don't want to be my best friend. Yes. This is something I need to move past and see that like, maybe they're just doing their job and I can enjoy them for being people who give me my coffee, which I yep. love. Yep. And I don't need to and be maybe they're irritated tired. every yeah. time we don't have a 30 minute long conversation. And maybe they're just tired of people trying to have 30 minutes. <laughs> you know, like they got to talk to a lot of people yep. every day. Maybe yep. they're just tired. Yep. They're just tired. So that's, that's the other advice is maybe if you've given it six months, move on to the next person. Yeah, maybe give it up. <laughs> All right. Maybe read the room a little bit and Uh, move on. uh, Uh, It's uh, the best advice. But we end every episode with one question. And this answer can be anything. But what are you so happy that someone did tell you about? Something you're super into. If it was a cult, I would have joined it. Which is the Ruthless Elimination of Hurry. I'm obsessed with it. Yeah. Have I finished it? No. Because you don't want to hurry. Did it change my life? Yeah. That's how every nonfiction book is I've ever read in my entire life. I get three quarters of the way through. I'm like, you couldn't possibly it say is, any more. It that could so make true. me more invested. I'm yes. in. Yep. I'm done reading this one. Yes, it's so true. <laughs> I get it. I completely get it. Ruthless Elimination of Hurry is, it's, an, I say easy read. I ha, No, I've not finished it. But it is an easy read. He's very funny. He's very engaging, good storyteller. But it was the breath of fresh air I needed. Mm-hmm. It has impacted my life enough that I'm like, okay, I need to make some big changes because mm-hmm. we're not made to, to live, live like this. this. Yep. I get and it. It is. It's incredible. Highly recommend. Put it on your list. So good. It's a great Christmas gift. Oh, how, yeah. How excited are you when you open a book for Christmas? It fully depends on what the book is. A hundred percent. I love to read good books, but I've been in the Libby app. Another thing. That could be another example. Okay, okay. this is the library app, correct? Yeah. You rent the books mm-hmm. for instead of like buying ebooks or right. whatever else. Okay, but the ones that I want, they hardly ever have. Or you have to, you have wait, to wait like so long. months. And I'm like, are you kidding me? This is an electronic version. You can send out as many as <laughs> wait, you want. That's what I don't get. Like, what? is it not a matter of copy paste? Yes. Like, what are we, what are we waiting on? Uh-huh. I'm so confused. I don't know that I get the internet fully. I know. I don't. But I'm pretty sure they could figure out a way for I'm us to all, sure. read all you the do, same thing listen, at the same time. You double click on it, right? On your phone and you drag the <laughs> yeah. cursor all the way down to the bottom. Chapter 11. Yes. Yep. Copy. Mm-hmm. And you just drop it right into my Honestly, little app. a Word doc. Just send me an email. I'm going to start my new one. I'm going to start my own. <laughs> That's my next step. No, I do agree with that. I yes, do agree with that. It doesn't make any sense. Okay, but Emily, before we let you go, how do we find you? New to Knox? Are you starting new groups? What do we need to know? Yes, you can find 
yeah, new t- new number two, Knox, yep. on Instagram, technically Facebook. I don't recommend it. Uh, and then that the truth? Uh, I feel like that will be on my tombstone. Like, yep. Yeah, girl does not have time for it at the yep. moment. But yeah, new to Knox.com, new to Knox on Instagram. We are taking a holiday break from our small groups because we really, really recommend people come for all the weeks and yeah. that simply cannot happen in this season mm-hmm. of yeah. you know, Makes sense. holidays. So we will be starting back up in January or February, probably February, but you can get on the wait list now because that's generally how we let people know is yeah. just sending an email. And if we have extra spots, then we'll throw it on Instagram. But if you want your pick of the litter, I loved it. I didn't know where you were going to uh, go, but I was I was so ready for it. I was so ready for then, it. Uh, get on the wait list and just kind of see what we have available and I start making your Knoxville friends. Hey, we love our city. I do. I've never left Knoxville. It still stresses me out to be like, this is where I'm going to settle down. Like that still kind of freaks me out. And on the other hand, I'm like, I really like it. And yep. I'm not really interested in moving. Just don't actually make me say Listen, anything. You don't have to define it. We don't have to define anything. When I you know, started no dating, labels. I don't even know that we were dating officially. We were like talking. And I that was one of the first things I asked my husband because he's from Knoxville. Yeah. And I was like, if I date you, I am not dating the city. Like, if I marry Let's you, we're honest. not marrying Knoxville. At any moment, we can move to Austin. Yeah, Do yeah, you understand exactly. me? <laughs> I love I it. I probably won't, but I need to know that you will. You need to be okay with yeah, it exactly. if I want to. That's so good. Hey, Emily, you're a good time. You are the most 7-7 seven, seven I think I've met. <laughs> Truthfully. Like, in the fact if you're like, I tried this, and then I tried that, and then I wanted to know what this was like. I loved it. So this was so much fun. Thanks for jumping in, visiting my mom's home with me. Gosh, Lovely place. I brought you to my parents' home. This is... We have to be friends friends? now. I think we have to be at this point. My next, my last piece of advice is just go on podcasts. Yes. Eventually you'll meet someone. Someone will hear your voice and think that's for me. (laughs) She's for me. I love it.